Welcome to Fire Pockets. This is Chapter 2. I'm in a hot air balloon, which I thought would be the perfect hiding place, but I'm getting ahead. So much happened between Fangmask Cloak Lady had me pinned down with my battery dying and I'm in a hot air balloon. And everything is much worse now. So, okay. Recap. I'm Danny Vanderwilks, and I'm podcasting to look for other survivors of this apocalypse. Everything is burned everywhere. Being high up in a hot air balloon super confirms that. Wow. And we've got these fire pockets all over the place, which are invisible bubble things that I thought just had the sounds of other places in them, but apparently you can also get shot when you step inside. I don't know how interactive they are yet, so... Help us, Danny! Ooh, listen to this. This is the one that knows my name. Help us, Danny! I'm more Danny! Don't trust the woman in the bar. Be the golden skull! Be the golden skull! That's the second time I've heard that moving fire pocket. It really freaks me out. Anyway, Fangmask Cloak Lady tied my hands with rope and tried to death march me behind her motorcycle. Now, I really tried. My goal here is to establish relationships, so I was a model hostage. I didn't tug, I didn't yank, but she dragged me. Yes, at a slow speed so as not to kill me, but she dragged me enough that I now have pieces of gravel all up and down my tender regions. And she laughed about it. And she threw my go-bag away, so I have no hydrogen peroxide, no disinfectant, no relief ointment. I wanted to make friends. I will not be making friends with her. She tried to take me away to her place, I assume for questioning, because she wanted to know about me lighting candles in the fire pockets. And, she said, it was hard to understand her with her mask voice apparatus, but I think she said she's at war with the fire pockets, and she accused me of being on their side. I don't know what this means. My honest opinion, she was a lovely person pre-Armageddon, but the Armageddon just wore her down into a savagely murderous lunatic. It happens, you know? I I don't blame her. I do want to make contact with other people and figure out what's going on, but she doesn't feel the same way, so I'm staying away. I'm stepping away. Except I'm not. Her base of operations is an airfield where they used to rent hot air balloons. I think she actively uses them to hunt for fire pockets. Each one has microphone gear and a little propeller, like rudimentary drones. And there are about eight or ten balloons with active hot air in them floating. Fifty feet, sixty. They're all a little saggy, but sort of prepped to go, and they're all tied off to the ground with ropes. Which is not proper balloon storage. I did a summer once. But, so I was able to slip out of my restraints and duck away at night when she was sleeping. I grabbed one of her go bags, ha, and snagged a battery so I can keep my recorder alive. The problem is she wanted me to escape so she could follow me to my base of operations. But I saw her seeing me, and she saw me see her seeing me see her. So instead of running home like an idiot or hiding in an open airfield with her on a motorcycle machine gunning after me, I climbed a rope. And I am now hiding up in one of her hot air balloons, 50 feet up. The bad news is, she knows that. And one by one, she's shooting down these balloons from a safe distance to see which one I'm hiding in. My hope was she would, like, pull the rope down, and I'd pop out of the basket and, I don't know, shoot her in the leg or whatever. But no, she's hip to that, so she's high up on a nearby cell tower with a rifle. Here goes another balloon. She must be good at patching holes. And now there are... Five. Five balloons? We're down to five? Man, 
I want to reach up and turn on the hot air to inflate fully and fly away, but one, she'll see me if I stand up in the basket, and two, this balloon is tethered to the ground by a rope and her go-bag doesn't have a knife, which is upsetting for a number of reasons. Okay, four balloons left. What's provided in her go-bag, you may wonder? A gun, can of oil, and a can of gasoline. I assume for her motorcycle. Three balloons! You know what would be cool is if she only has two bullets left and is really bad at guessing. She got me! She shot my balloon! We are descending at an alarming rate! Well now she's shooting at the basket! You know what? I'm gonna shoot the rope and break free. I missed! How can she keep hitting the basket I'm in from a cell tower, but I can't hit a rope at point blank? Got it! We're no longer tethered to the ground. But still descending. Well, I'm working the hot air balloon fire thing to add air, but we're still going down. And now the wind is blowing me toward her on the cell tower. At least two of those almost hit me. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna ruin your day, fang mask cloak lady. I'm dousing the basket and lower edges of the balloon with the provided gasoline. Now I'm hanging onto the bottom of the basket, underneath. There's a little rope. I'm dangling like a very brave little cat toy. And now... Ha! Yes! I did it! I shot my gun and now the basket's on fire. And the whole balloon! Awesome! I've made this entire instrument of flight a giant fireball. It's gonna crash against her on the cell tower. She can't climb down. She's so screwed, and I'm safe under the basket. She can't shoot me from her angle, and all I have to do is jump and grab the cell tower right at the last second. Ah, uh, the wind is changing. Oh, no, no. Blow back, blow. No. And the fire is getting me now. The fire is getting me. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die like this. If you hear this message, tell people Danny Vanderwilk's tried tried to bring humankind together. Tell them I was a poet of peace. All right, you know what? Forget that. Slightly embarrassing. I just had the most gentle landing because even though it was on fire, hot air balloon. <laughs> that was like a feather crashing onto a pillow at no miles per hour. Oh, she's hurrying down the cell tower. And shooting. And the fireball is gone. I vaporized my entire instrument and I have nothing left. Oh, but guess what? Her motorcycle is parked down here. Oops! Hey, lady! I've got your bike! Those bullets are like her tears. I think I made her cry. Okay, I've stopped at an abandoned parking garage and left her motorcycle in space number 303 by some cars. I'm riding that on the outside of the building. I just feel bad about taking her bike. I know she tried to kill me a bunch of times, and sure, I share responsibility in the downfall of her hot air balloon collection, but that motorcycle is her ride. You don't do that. Whatever caused this apocalypse to happen, rude behavior does not help anybody. Hopefully she finds her bike and thinks, hey, that Danny Vanderwilks, he's an okay guy. The reason I met him was so I could learn not to judge people or try to kill them. Ah, oh, crap. I told her my name.
And my name is painted all over the outside of my home like a giant asshole who really wants to be found. She's gonna come after me. I have to kill her motorcycle to stifle her ability to travel that far. She's like a spider that you're trying to help get outside so it'll leave you alone but it won't let go and you know you're gonna wake up with it eating your face. I have to shoot her bike until it explodes. Come on, hit something. <laughs> Bullseye! The fact that I can shoot gasoline vehicles until they explode makes me so happy. What? Okay, the car parked next to the bike just somehow exploded. All the cars nearby exploded! Why? There's no way I did that. Hang on, something... I'm having a thought. Stand by. Yep, it's been an hour. The fires of the cars that exploded next to the motorcycle are not burning out. They are not burning out, and they should have by now. You know how when I light a candle inside of a fire pocket and you can't put it out? I think the cars are inside of the fire pocket, and I just didn't hear it because I didn't park the motorcycle inside it. I parked adjacent, going in for a closer look. I think what happened is when I blew up her motorcycle, a little burning piece flew in and lodged in the car nearest and that blew up. Which, just, I'm not good at safety. I was kicked out of the Boy Scouts for collapsing a dam and flooding a hole. It's not important right now. But since car number one exploded and it's inside a fire pocket, the fire pocket made that fire go crazy and blow up the other cars that are also inside of a fire pocket. And fire in a fire pocket doesn't go out, so what we have now is an alarming amount of combustion. But it's inside a fire pocket, so I have to check it out. Okay, I'm standing right next to intense flames, but it's cold. Like a well-air-conditioned bowling alley cold. You hear that? It's so weird. I can touch the flames, it feels like hotel air conditioning blowing. I'm gonna sit down in one of these burning cars right now. I should be lit up like a torch, but I'm not. I'm sitting in a burning car. It feels like a hard plastic bowling alley chair. What's that? If I lean toward the back... That sounds like a zoo! Is this... am I... I think we've got two fire pockets right up against each other. Like two bubbles stuck together. Oh, do you think that when two fire pockets touch, everything gets cold instead of hot? Well, this lends toward theory number six, which is I'm stuck in a dimensional rift. Different dimensions knocking against each other. I don't like that theory. Ah! Oh! Ah! All right, I'm getting out of the car. Get out! I'm leaving the car. I had to leave that fire pocket, something bit my shoe off. I'm assuming zoo tiger, or bowling alley child. I didn't see anything. But this isn't the first time a fire pocket made physical contact. Hey, there's... Someone wrote on my pant leg with a marker. Help us, Danny, use the calling scope. What the hell is a calling scope? Excuse us. Whoa! Who are you? I'm Sedgwick. This here's Dr. Craw. Brother. Hi. I'm Danny Vanderwilks. We know all about you and your podcast, Danny. You follow me? Yeah, we follow you. Hand over your equipment. What? Why? I own competition and die. Dr. Crawl says competition ain't healthy. He said that? He did. Uh, when Armageddon hit, 
something happened to him. We ain't exactly sure. It takes a special kind of ear. But the point is, we're podcasting this apocalypse. You need to do something else. What are you podcasting about? About how what happened is ghosts took over and people need to come to us for help. People don't need to hear you klutzing and burning things. You're clogging the conversation. Oh, it's not ghosts. I already ruled that out. I don't know. It's ghosting. You're wrong. Doctor says ghosts. That's it. What are you a doctor of, exactly? Ear, foot, and throat. I'm sorry. If you guys want to talk and compare notes, I'd be more than happy to- Nope. Hand over your gear, son. You're the first guys I've seen in a year. Can't we just- A year? <laughs> kind of stupid, ain't you? We've seen lots of people. Just got to know where to look. Where do I look? Ah, you know, once Phil's going to buy for it and trade. Yeah. Give us your equipment. We'll tell you amazing secrets and where to find people, seeing as you're lonely and whatnot. <laughs> if you want people to come to you, and I'm also trying to bring people together, then we should collaborate. Collaborate? Ah, stupid. Ghost holes. Ghost holes? Did the doctor just say ghost holes? He's mad you call them fire pockets. That's what they are. No, they're ghost holes. And you're telling people this? I'm telling people it's ghost holes and fire and put a gun down. You put your gun down and give me your equipment or I'll shoot. Slow down now, we don't need to shoot each other. Then put your gun down. Danny, here's the thing. Ghost Dunn took over the world and they're gobbling people up. You doing anything other than leading people to Dr. Craw and me for shelter is counterproductive to the survival of the human race. We know amazing secrets. You don't know what the fire pockets are at all. You just want to be in charge. No, I just want to facilitate the good Dr. Craw. Yeah, facilitate. I'm in charge. He's in charge? Of the human race, yes sir. Now you got till the count of three to hand over your equipment or we're going to take it. You only got one shoe, I can see bits of gravel stuck in all your tenderloin area. So you think about the level of pain you're willing to take, because we do buy it. If you want to get me, you'll have to get me in the fire pocket. Whoa! Give me back my recorder. Nice work, Dr. Crawl. Yeah. Hey y'all, this is Sedgwick and Dr. Crawl taking over for Danny Vander Wilkes. We just enveloped his podcast, and it's called Ghost Holes now. If you're out there, you come find us, because we got the means and will to survive these ghosts. Oh, yeah, we got a fireball. What? Oh, yeah, we got a ball of fire. Doctor, you're speaking worse in your handwriting, and I mean to be polite, but can you be more clear? Huh? Fire? Ball. I don't follow. Oh, I see. This is Danny Vanderwilks reclaiming my podcast. I put one of the burning cars in neutral and rolled it down at Sedgwick and Dr. Craw because obviously. We're gonna put the word out to people get you, Fire Pocket Boy. We're gonna put out the word. Okay, I'm at the beach now watching the sunset. No one's here. There's a half sunken aircraft carrier all melted just offshore, and that's it. Ah, oh, I feel like I'm just making enemies. I want to bring people together and figure out why the world ended and what the fire pockets are, but I can't abide getting shot at by Fang Mask Cloak Lady, and I definitely can't abide calling the fire pockets ghost holes. And what if those two guys and the motorcycle lady are the only people left besides me? Then I'm the odd man out. When everybody but you is wrong, what can you do? Also, I'm leaving footprints in the sand, so you know one of them's gonna track me down and try to kill me. Whoa, what was that? I just walked over a fire pocket. 
This one is underground. Weird. So fire pockets could also be embedded in places? No way. That's the helicopter war people fire pocket that floats by my apartment every three hours. What's it doing here? Jenny! That's weird. I just heard my name. Jenny! I'm here! Can you hear me? Dig toward us! Whoa! There's something flashing from the melted aircraft carrier off the shore. Like... SOS flashing? Like Morse code? Just SOS. So we've got a fire pocket underground with the tide coming in and someone flashing SOS out on a melted aircraft carrier. This is a tough decision. No, it's not. Those two jerks who tried to rob me have a truck and are driving this way. I have to swim to the aircraft carrier. Okay. The baggie kept the recorder dry. Good. I'm on the aircraft carrier. It looks like Sedgwick and the good doctor elected not to swim after me. The aircraft carrier is melted all over like a death ray hit it. And it's sloppily tilted, so walking around is not super easy. No sign of the SOS flashy thing. But there's a fire pocket here. Oh, 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 oh. Climbing funny, because it's wilted. Moving toward the fire pocket. Nothing to see, of course, but this fire pocket is also it's very cold. It's like a blizzard. We need to kill Danny Vanderwilks. What the hell? Danny Vanderwilks is a fool. He's no threat. Did I just walk into a fire pocket hosting a secret meeting? About me? Anyone who's making a recording is a threat. Even Vanderwilks. I wish I could see these people. Did you hear that? Danny, are you here? Do you think he saw the SOS? Who are you? What's going on? Grab him! Get him! Ah! People are grabbing my arms! Get to the corridor! I'm out of the fire pocket. So, how interactive are the fire pockets, Danny? Very. They are very interactive. And some of them want me dead. I'm wet, I'm cold, mostly hungry, and Danny. Ah! I'm Sedgwick. We met a few hours ago. I tried to basically kill you. I remember. Where's your creepy doctor friend? Yeah, well, we, we, uh, we swam and climbed to follow you, but that ghost hole you ran out of got down to crawl. He's dead. Good. I mean, I'm sorry. Eh, he wasn't a real doctor anyway. Armageddon hit before his final exam was graded. He said he passed, but I don't know. Honestly, he wasn't a good friend. I was thinking, maybe you and me could exchange notes and be friends. Uh, Danny, I got access to people, and I'm willing to admit you got knowledge. Let me assemble the pieces is all I'm saying. We can talk, but I'm not featuring you on my podcast. I mean, I ought to be a star guest, if not co-host. Think about it. Yeah, no. Let's do one interview, and I'll show you how to get off this aircraft carrier without swimming. Show me first. Open that door. There's a motor raft. This door right here. Really? There's a boat in there, to be sure. I used to date a gal in the Navy. Ah! What did you do? The boat is sinking. It's not sinking, it was already sunk. It was half sunk. You just made me open a door that was holding an air bubble or something, and now the whole ship is going under. You opened it wrong. This ain't my fault. No, Sedgwick. There's a way I could have opened the door so the entire ocean wouldn't rush through. Well, that's a point. Looks like we're swimming. What? What are you doing? Drying out my baggies so my recorder doesn't get salt water in it. Can you grab that life vest? Ah! Missed it. I'm sure there'll be others. Let go of my arm. We're sinking. We're about to hit the water. I know. I need both arms. Danny, I have to confess something. Dr. Craw helped me get out here. I can't swim. 
You gotta help me. Fine, Cedric, but you only get one interview and then we part ways forever. You have to tell me amazing secrets and you can never say ghost holes again. You have to say fire pockets and you have to say it like you like the phrase. I like your stupid fire pockets. Mean it? I like your fire pockets, you moron. Let's jump. Kick hard so we don't get sucked under and die. Did you put your recorder in the baggie to protect it? You saw me do it. Hey, you want to make relationships with Apocalypse? This is what that looks like. Don't get caustic. You're being caustic. I made your mom's caustic. What was that? Nothing. I just discovered why the good doctor didn't talk much. Find out what happens next time on Fire Pockets, Chapter 3. Fire Pockets, created by Michael Ryan Hahn. Danny Vanderwilks, voiced by David Roche. Sedgwick and Dr. Crawl, voiced by yours truly. War Drums by JMag713Pond5. Theme song by Noel Melanio. 